0: I will now call on the Madam Clerk for the reading of the proclamation. Madam Clerk?
1: The Constitution of the Turks and Caicos Islands, Proclamation, Third Session of the House of Assembly, Proclamation 2 of 2023, Legal Notice 41 of 2023. An exercise of the powers conferred upon by Section One of the Constitution. I, Delini Daniel Silverettum, Governor of the Turks and Caicos Islands, would hereby proclaim that the third session of the House of Assembly should commence at 10 o'clock in the forenoon on Thursday, the 14th day of September, 2020, at the House of Assembly, Helena Jones Robertson High School, Grand Turks, given under my hand and the public seal, this day of August, 2023. God
2: Thank you very much, sir. Our members and strangers in the gallery, I would now like to call on our chaplain, Bishop Kalita Williams III, to pray for this
0: assembly. Joshua, chapter 1 The Lord said, My servant, you and all these people,
2: Go across the Jordan River into the land I've given to the Israelites. I promised Moses I would go with you. So I will give you every place the sole of your feet to tread. No one will be able to defeat you all your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Joshua, be strong and brave. You must lead so that they can take the land I promised them. Be strong and brave. Be sure to obey all the teaching my servant Moses gave. If you follow them exactly, you will be successful in everything you do. Always remember what is written in the book. Remember that I command you to be strong and brave. Don't be afraid, because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Almighty God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We stand at the opening of this parliament, at this point of reflection. We look back and we thank you for all of your blessings and accomplishment. Now, as this government looks forward, as they cast new vision and plan for the betterment and the brighter future of these, our beautiful Turks and Caicos, we pray for their success and favor. Who here get it together, do most humbly beseech thee to guide us in all of our deliberation, so that we may together Build a land where knowledge is free, where the mind is without fear, the head is held high, where words come from the depths of truth. God, O oh God, thine aid and guidance so that we may deal just with the several cause that comes before us. Lay aside all private interests, prejudice, personal reference. So that the results of our counsel may be to the glory of your blessed name, the maintenance of true religion, the perseverance of justice, the safety of honor and and the, the prosperity of our beloved, beautiful by nature's Turks and Cakers. Grant, O oh God, the vision so to leave all this people. For a fair land may enter into the state of brotherhood and unity, where the mind is led forward by the. Bless all arms of our government, the district, executive, legislative. Bless our speaker. Bless our premier. Bless our leader of the opposition. All members of this house, our clerk. Bless this country. Pray, this name Amen,
0: Good morning, Mr. Speaker, Speaker.
2: We resolved that this honourable house be suspended and that it invites her Excellency, the Governor, to appear and make an address,
0: Mr. Speaker.
2: I stand to second that motion, Honourable members. Motion moved by the Honorable Premier and seconded by the Honorable Leader of the Opposition that this Honorable House be suspended, that it invites Her Excellency, the Governor, to appear and make an address. All in favor say aye. All to the contrary, nay. The ayes have it. Honorable members, this Honorable House is hereby suspended. Honorable members in the gallery stand for the singing of the National Anthem and the National Song. God
1: oh, God Long live our noble God send him victorious have and glorious, long to reign over us, God, thy choices, this store on him be please, to pour, long may, may. May he defend our laws and ever give a cause to sing with heart and voice God save the King. Oh, we lose this land of clear this promised land with its two friends all it is our own Turks and Caicos Turks and Caicos our country firm and free our legend, Turks and Caicos
3: Honourable Leader of the Opposition, Your Excellency Deputy Governor, Honourable Deputy Premier and Cabinet Ministers, Honourable Attorney General, Honourable Deputy Speaker, all other Honourable Members of the House of Assembly, both elected and appointed, former Chief Ministers, Premiers and Deputy Governor, and other former Members of the House of Assembly, Permanent Secretaries, executive directors, deputy attorney general, acting commissioner of police, deputy permanent secretaries, district commissioners, members of the clergy, distinguished ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests in the gallery, to all the people of the Turks and Caicos islands both here and in the diaspora. Good morning. It is a privilege to deliver this speech from the throne to this house today in the nation's capital. Before doing so, may I take this opportunity to extend my gratitude to you all for your generosity of support and your kindness as I settled into my role. As I committed at my swearing in over the past two months, I have focused on meeting the community of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Visiting each constituency, listening to concerns and understanding the unique context of each island. I can now appreciate truly our sub requests, beautiful by nature, and the incredible talent across each of our islands, particularly our youth, who are an inspiring next generation of emerging leaders. For my part, It is my utmost priority to safeguard PCI's security and exciting potential. I have sought to galvanize support from our valued regional and international partners in strengthening our border security and wider national security measures. I will continue to execute my constitutional duties in devoted service to the people of these islands. Mr Speaker, It is now my honour to deliver the speech from the throne on behalf of the Honourable Premier. Mr. Speaker and Honourable Members, Lamentations 3.22.23 reminds us that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mr. Speaker, I am delighted to deliver this condensed version of the achievement and immediate plans of my government at the beginning of the first sitting of the first meeting of the third session of the 12th Legislature of the of Assembly of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Mr. Speaker, the 2022-23 financial year was challenging for my government and the people of these islands. But through the mercies of God, we finished the year with much to celebrate and much to be thankful for. Mr. Speaker, while the TCI's economic prospects are tied to the rest of the world, this little country is doing far better than many larger economies. The economy has recovered fully from the downturn caused by COVID-19 pandemic, and over the last two and a half years has seen consistent growth. The unemployment rate is trending down. We have nearly wiped the slate clean of debt with unsecured debt that's $861,000 in the last quarter. The National Wealth Fund stands at $50.8 million. This is a testament of our journey towards prosperity. It is a testament of an economy built to withstand external shocks and has the ability to bounce back quickly after a catastrophic event or a natural disaster. The fund is valued at about 4% of the gross domestic product. It is distributed in four specific ways. The Stabilisation Fund has the lion's share with $30.7 million. The Infrastructure and Competitive Fund has $8.8 million. The Heritage Fund has $4.3 million and the Citizens' Empowerment Fund, $7 million. The first project of the Citizens' Empowerment Fund is the creation of the National Credit Union to benefit all status holders and British Overseas Territory citizens who live in the TTI. I am happy to report that this is well underway. Mr Speaker, our people have free community college education, a 6% pension and gratuity program for persons employed after 1992 is now a reality and we have reinstated the 25% gratuity for persons employed before 1992. In June, the pension account had just over $16 million. The National Forfeiture Fund had a balance of $7.2 million as of June 30, 2023. My government gave a 4% across-the-board salary increase to public servants and the police received an additional 10% increase. My government has introduced a new Crown land policy to make it easier for new applicants to acquire residential Crown lands and housing. Grand Turk has better water supplies. The new 1 million gallon reverse osmosis plant, a 1 million gallon storage tank, and a water dispensary for more efficient water Mr Speaker, the past year with its many challenges has shown the commitment of my Government to deliver for the people. My Government has steadfastly pursued sound economic management, focused on improving the lives of the people by preserving livelihoods and creating new opportunities. The policies and programs of my government have helped the TCI rebound from the pandemic and the supply chain problems caused by the Russia-Ukraine war. My government is thankful for the understanding and support of the public as we continue to build a strong social environment and economic resilience. Mr. Speaker, a new parliamentary year is always a time of renewal and of hope. As we enter this legislative year, we must be mindful that as a tourist-dependent economy, we will remain vulnerable to the global economic conditions. That is why my government is striving to build an economy that has a strong foundation, is sustainable, diversified, and above all, gives every islander and resident an equal opportunity to create the best life for their families. My government is delivering for you. Mr. Speaker, my government has a sacred contract with the world. My government has a sacred contract with the people. This is not about quick fixes and short-term gains. We have a long-term vision to develop the Turks and Caicos Islands with first-class facilities and the standard of living of developed countries. Our people deserve no less. My government will push the implementation of Vision 2040, the CCI's master plan, to guide our development over the next 15 to 20 years. Comprehensive salary review. Mr. Speaker, my government believes that our public service must be properly compensated. A comprehensive review of all salaries and allowances across government is underway led by Ernst & Young, Caribbean, Jamaica implementation is scheduled for december 2023 the last pay grade and grading review was done in 2012 and implemented in 2014 almost 10 years ago pension fund management mr speaker in august 2023 a new online pension registration portal was launched for public servants to update their information including beneficiaries very soon staff will be able to track their benefit calculations online. With over $16 million, the pension fund requires specialist managers. A second tentacle was issued this month for the administration of the funds. The pension administrator will not only manage the fund but will be tasked with the growing the funds through safe investments. The intention is to also open the program in 2024 to interested private sector participants. Training. To improve public service delivery and ensure that staff have the necessary skills, the training unit is being upscaled into a fully fledged training department. A new training director has been hired. My government will launch a comprehensive skills and training needs assessment to better understand the gap and develop training objectives and plans. Better working conditions. My government believes that public servants must be provided with comfortable working environments. The deputy governor has been asked to work with ministries to identify gaps and make resource planning more efficient. Some important departments will be relocated to more suitable accommodations. They include the Department of Motor Vehicles, Housing Department, Estates Management Department, the Informal Settlement Unit, the Cultural Department and the planning department. Expanding our economic base. Mr. Speaker, the Russia-Ukraine war continues to have a negative impact on us. Over the last year, we have seen the cost of fuel and food increase significantly. My government is mindful of the hardships that many families are facing. As we have done over the last two and a half years, we will continue to find ways to ease the burden. My government will continue to watch the world economy and adjust as we see fit to ensure that our people are protected and have a chance for the best outcomes. The global economic contraction is a cause for concern. For the first quarter, the TCI revenues were $109.8 million, that is $3.7 million or 3% below estimates. Total expenditure was $20.9 million below estimates. These results are for the first quarter only and could change. Vision 2040. Mr. Speaker, my government is committed to the vision that by 2040, these beautiful by nature Turks and Caicos Islands will be ever closer to developed country status. We will have a robust and sustainable economy and every citizen will be empowered to create the best lives for their families. We will achieve this through a high level of human capital development, equal access and more opportunities for our people, increased security, a cleaner environment and more efficient government. Vision 2040 is the cpi's master plan to guide our development over the next 15-20 years and it is dynamic and flexible. This plan is crafted in a way that facilitates consistent monitoring and evaluation. It will be supported by successive medium-term development strategies, which will be updated as warranted, based on prevailing conditions locally and globally. Mr Speaker, importantly, the goals and broad strategies of Vision twenty four have been agreed on by stakeholders, including the two major political parties and the private sector. To achieve the goals articulated in Vision 2040 requires strong leadership, belief in ourselves, partnership among all stakeholders and an ironclad commitment to stay the course. Proverbs tells us that without a vision, the people perish. Those who came before us had very little, but they had big dreams. They endured hardship. Their work in the fields in the ocean and in the salt ponds was backbreaking and brutal, but they sacrificed and persevered because they wanted a better life for their children and their children's children. We have a sacred duty to build on the foundations they laid and pay forward on the hopes and dreams of the generations to come. The decisions we make today will determine the outcome for these islands and her people. Infrastructure and development. Mr. Speaker, an important plan for Vision 2040 is to create infrastructure that will support the long-term development of the country, expand our economic base, and make the lives of our people better. Our airports, deports, telecommunications, roads, water, housing, and power supplies are critical elements of our national development plan. Ports. We must create secure and safer ports which can satisfy the needs of our people, support our economy, and comply with international conventions and codes. Modern and world class port facilities will enhance our reputation as a country capable of facilitating trade and commerce with other nations. Mr. Speaker, efficient ports reduce the cost of shipping and imported goods. For an import dependent country, these efficiencies will help lower the cost of living and doing business in the Turks and Caicos Islands. The Belfield Landing Welcome Centre was opened in October last year and we have more investments in the pipeline for the gateway to North and Middle Caicos. 90% of imports in the Turks and Caicos Islands are received at South Dock and Providenciale. To take our country to the next level of development, we are constructing a new port at South Dock. The project will cost $53 million and $43.7 million has already been allocated. The South Dock project is a priority for the medium term. On completion of South Dock, we will have a new port office complex, two piers capable of handling three vessels at the same time and two modern container yards a container scanner, fully digitalised system, and a modern fuel discharge system which will improve environmental conditions. My government is delivering on every promise. Airports. We are developing modern airports to facilitate sea travel into and throughout the Turks and Caicos Islands. Mr. Speaker, several orders have been signed to legalise the official renaming of our airports. The new names on a giant who have helped to build these Turks and Caicos Islands. Providentialis International is now the Howard Hamilton International Airport. North Caicos International is now Clifford Gardner International Airport. Middle Caicos Airport is now Eric Arthur Domestic Airport. South Caicos International Airport is now the Norman B. Saunders Senior International Airport and Salt Key Airport is now the Henry Leon Wilson Airport. Mr. Speaker, my government is making steady progress on the redevelopment of the Howard Hamilton International Airport. We have hired contractors to assist with technical, legal, environmental, and financial assessments. An invitation for pre-qualifications was launched in, October, in August 2023 and extends to the second week of October due to a significant interest in the project. This very important stage of the process has set out the minimum criteria which potential bidders must satisfy. The invitation to tender is scheduled for release on October 24, 2023. Mr. Speaker, my government fully supports the TCIAA's intention to offer an alternative funding scheme to include Turks and Caicos Islanders in the ownership of the concession arrangements for the airport. The redevelopment will include a new turn pad airside, a bigger apron, nearly doubling the accommodation for for passengers and adding parking capacity for vehicles. Mr. speaker, we will have good news on the reopening of the Norman B. Saunders Senior International Airport in South Caicos soon. My government spent $1.5 million to restore the roof of the building of the Jags-McCartney International Airport, damaged by last year's hurricane. $4.2 million is now being spent to restore the perimeter fence. My government is delivering for you. Fibre-optic cable. Mr. Speaker, a modern Turks and Caicos requires reliable and fast communication systems. Over $7 million has been allocated to build a modern fibre cable to connect all the main inhabited islands from Providenciales to Grand Turks. This will link to international fibre cables giving us high quality connectivity to the rest of the world. It will make telecommunications services more reliable and affordable. My Government is delivering for you. Housing. Mr Speaker, adequate housing is critical to my Government's commitment to build safe communities across the DCI. My Government's promise to fix the housing problem is being addressed through an ambitious and comprehensive policy. The first stage of the policy is now being implemented. Further work is being done to develop a framework that will provide affordable housing for all TCI Islanders. Progress on this will be announced in the coming months. My government will not rest until quality housing solutions at affordable prices is a standard in this country. My government is delivering for you. Rose, Mr Speaker, a new transportation plan is far advanced and the necessary steps are being taken to implement key aspects. In the meantime, highway and road improvements, remediation works upon and bridges and drainage improvements across the islands are underway. $14.1 million has been budgeted for the improvement work. Of this amount, more than $3.5 million is being spent in the nation's capital, Grand Turk, to redevelop roads and bridges. My government is delivering on its promises. My government has established a national delivery unit to lead the planning, monitoring, and control of high-priority projects. The aim is to deliver quality projects on time and in budget and give our people good value for money. A five-member external team will provide oversight for 12 priority projects for another year while transferring knowledge to a core internal team and other civil servants who will implement and carry out strategic projects. My government is delivering for you. Constitutional advancement. Mr. Speaker, the UK has recognised the complexity of the TCI society and the increased workload of my government. It has agreed to a change in the constitution allowing an eight portfolio ministry. Additionally, representative responsibility at CARICOM and other regional bodies has been entrusted to an elected rep- member of cabinet. However, The desire and the goal of the people are to attain changes that will take the Constitution closer to self-determination at the earliest time. The work is at a very advanced stage. Mr. Speaker, a new cross-party proposal was submitted to the Foreign and Commonwealth Development Office for consideration. I am pleased to say that the next round of talks is scheduled to take place in the TCI in October 2023. It is my government's hope the changes should be announced on or before the end of the calendar year. Crown lands. Mr. Speaker, last May, my government announced a policy to make Crown Lands more easily accessible to the people, the rightful owners, on discounted terms for those who qualify. Since then, my government has passed legislation to facilitate the policy and is recruiting eleven employees and consultants to implement these transformational reforms. They include the ability to convert residential conditional purchase leases to freeholds at a 50% discount, up from 25%. A two-year amnesty program for residential CPLs to forgive outstanding rent and claims and allow lessees to acquire a freehold title. A period of up to six months to accept an offer to purchase the residential freehold or leasehold. Surrendering a CPL without payment or of arrears allowing the executor or administrator of an estate with an expired residential CPL to purchase the property if the deceased used it as a primary residence. Many options to assist persons acquire titles include convert a residential CPL to a freehold title, purchase freehold titles in instalments, convert CPL to long lease, surrender CPL, or allowing holders to shrink, reconfigure and, in exceptional cases, to exchange the plot. Mr. Speaker, my government is delivering for our people Experienced experience Turks and Caicos tourism regulation department. Mr. Speaker, tourism is our bread and butter. The TCI has become one of the most sought-after destinations in the world. We cater to the higher end of the market, so much more is expected. Visitors want different experience and higher standards. Mr. Speaker, in the words of three one, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. The Turks and Caicos Islands Tourist Board has served us well. My government is grateful for the many achievements of the ball and to all who contributed to the success of tourism in these islands. But Mr. Speaker... The time has come to future-proof the destination for sustainability, competitiveness, stakeholder synergy, and inclusive growth. To better serve the needs of our visitors and destination partners, my government is transitioning to a destination management organization. The DMO is designed to integrate the marketing and management of the entire TCI to maximize participation and returns for all stakeholders. To ensure the highest quality assurance standards, safety and compliance, my government has put in place an arm's length but supporting institution, the Tourism Regulation Department. It will operate as a department within the Ministry of Tourism. It will formulate guidelines and prescribe measures for sustainable tourism, regulate all tourism activities and services, register, license and grade all sustainable tourism and tourist-related properties, activities and services and develop and implement in consultation with relevant stakeholders criteria for standardization and classica- classification of tourism facilities and services. My government is determined to keep the TCI ahead of the competition by developing attractions, showcasing our culture and promoting the best of our islands and our people. My government is delivering for the people. Healthcare, Mr. Speaker. Over the years, successive governments have spent millions on health care. This year is no different. 84.6 million, or 20% of the budget, is allocated to health. Despite the huge sums, our people have not always received value for money. That has to change. My government has engaged the services of experts to examine how the agreement with InterHealth Canada is being executed. This contract is both very complicated long-term in nature. However, I have been advised that there are many positive actions that we can take to ensure that our people get the best value. I will update the House once the report on the way forward is received. As my government seeks to improve how InterHealth Canada serves our people, we're improving facilities and services, such as investing in state-of-the-art equipment, such as MRI machines and CT scans to improve diagnostic services, Upgrading grading dental clinics, adding new ambulances, two in Providentialis and one in North Kikos. Mr. Speaker, at last, the TCI has its first mental health facility, the center of hope. My government is delivering for our people. Education is the vehicle to take our people to prosperity. My government is developing an environment that will encourage and facilitate lifelong learning. 4.89, 4.48.9 million, or 12% of the budget has been allocated to primary, secondary, tertiary and special needs education. My government is putting its money where its mouth is. Proposed amendments to the University's College's Training Institute's Ordinance to improve oversight and accountability of institutes of higher learning in the TCI will be tabled in the House of Assembly shortly. Our special needs school community will see major improvements. My government is hiring experts who will advise on the systems and procedures for the new special needs schools being constructed to ensure best practices. The building is being retrofitted into a modern and welcome equipped facility and qualified persons who will deliver the best instruction to students are being hired. My government is delivering for our people. Youth Affairs. Mr. Speaker. My government is improving youth engagement through innovative and engaging youth programs that will assist in the mental and emotional development of the youth of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Some of these programs are TCI National Cadets and mentorship programs. Sports Development. Mr. Speaker, sports have the potential to transform communities and the society, improve the health and well-being of young people and create economic opportunities. My government is investing in sports development programs, youth leagues such as the Police Action League and inter-school sports seasons, which will start at the end of this month. Refreshing and improving community parks across the TCI, expanding community access to modern sports facilities with repair work to South Caicos parade Ground and the completion of the Grand Turk Sports Complex and Shelter. Opening the Felix Morley Community Centre to a host of Series of activities, box, dance, martial arts, basketball, football, rugby, computer and classes. Providing training for all coaches, PE teachers and National Federation personnel. Encouraging the health and wellness of the nation through the Let's Move TCI campaign. My government is delivering for young people. Social Services. Mr. Speaker, describing to Mahatma Gandhi's statement. The measure of a society is how it treats its weakest members. My government is ensuring that the basic needs of all our people are adequately met. That is why my government has increased social assistance to $500 monthly per child for up to three children per household. Adults now get $1,000 monthly per household, up from $120. More than doubled foster care assistance to $300 weekly per child for up to three children per household. The program will be tested to ensure that the neediest persons benefit. In the future, adjustments may be necessary, including to the qualifying criteria. My government is delivering for the vulnerable. Human capital development. My government believes that for a country to be successful, wide-scale human capital development and proper compensation are important. We're starting with the public service and expect that the private sector, particularly those who have not fully subscribed to the principles of corporate citizenship, will follow suit. As the government continues to make significant investments in their remuneration, benefits, tools and training, public servants must be accountable to the people. Staff will be assessed to ensure that they are carrying out the roles for which they are contracted. A new staff appraisal system heavily focused on performance and delivery will be rolled out in the fourth quarter. A new director of business transformation will lead the effort to improve delivery across the public service and drive innovation. E-government is a major focus of my government. Police records can now be delivered within a week and work is being undertaken to reduce that to hours. This year, my government will introduce a digital human resources system, road safety system, e-cabinet using digital solutions to facilitate cabinet meetings, improve information sharing and ease of communicating cabinet decisions to citizens, digital border management system and numerous other system improvements across government. E-procurement will allow greater access and innovation in bidding and other tendering procedures. My my government is delivering on its e-government mandate improving the business environment as we move to diversify the economy we have to improve the ease of doing business and recalibrate the incentive scheme for foreign domestic investments we are examining the threshold at which incentives may be considered including whether they ought to be given only to projects that fall within the national priority sectors a national linkages program to strengthen the local private sector and maximise the benefit from foreign direct investment will be established. By creating strong connections, we will optimise the spillover to the local economy. Create enhanced incentives and special investment regimes up to 100% relief for specific projects in the family islands, business solely owned by belongers, projects in economic zones, and development priority areas. Incorporate the Sustainable Development Goals with a focus on sustained, inclusive economic growth and the empowerment of women. Foster collaboration and promote public-private dialogue to improve the business environment, encourage investment and facilitate growth. Crime and security. Mr. Speaker, over the last year and a half, we have seen spikes and dips in criminal activities, particularly in some parts of Providentialis. My government will not allow criminals to destroy the society we are creating. Everyone should feel safe, secure and have full access to justice. Mr. Speaker, irregular migration and the easy access to powerful firearms are a major contributor to crime and violence. My government has spent millions on border, internal security and on the modernization of our justice system. My government has enacted historic and new legislation, is building new national security structures, hardening and expanding our local security forces. Millions are being spent to upgrade the human, physical, technical and investigative capacity of the Royal TCI Police Force. More personnel, including members of the TCI Regiment, are on frontline duties, especially in communities challenged by drugs and gang violence. Additional CCTV camera systems are being installed. A new drugs, firearms and anti-gang unit has been established with specialist detectives from the UK. They will work with our local force and build our local capability to dismantle violent gangs. Significant investment in technology, investigative capacity and operations of the police, communication and cyber forensic systems The new anti-gang and gun laws give our police the legal authority to investigate, stop and search, detain and break up gang activities. Persons convicted of gang, drugs or gun crimes will spend longer in jail. My government continues to work with our international partners to increase aerial and sea surveillance. The UK has committed to fund additional air surveillance assets to support our efforts to enable full marine domain awareness across all of our islands. My government is deepening alliances with our neighbours and sharing intelligence that will help protect the Turks and Caicos Islands. Mr. Speaker, violence has shaken too many communities and destroyed too many families. Too many decent law-abiding citizens are living in fear. My government is working to defeat those who continue to disrupt the peace and safety of our communities. Communications As the government seeks to communicate effectively and with transparency both internally and to the public, we have developed a communication strategy and policy that will be submitted to Cabinet for ratification in the coming weeks. Legislative agenda. Mr Speaker, last year we had a robust legislative agenda to support the policies and programmes my government is implementing. As the throne speech communicates the government's legislative plan for the year. I would like to provide an inexhaustive list of new laws and amendments that are on the legislative agenda for consideration by Cabinet and will require full public and parliamentary engagement as we seek to make the lives of every Turks and Caicos Islander better. These include, among others, Constitution Amendment Order, Contractors Licensing Bill, Retiring Allowance Amendment Bill, National Health Insurance Amendment Bill, National Insurance Amendment Bill, Education Amendment Bill, Community College Amendment Bill, Gaming Control Amendment Bill, Gaming Machines Amendment Bill, Business Licensing Amendment Bill, Real Estate Licensing Bill, Immigration Bill, Asylum Bill, Border Force Bill, Airports Authority Amendment Bill, Renewable and Energy Bill, Road Safety Amendment Bill. Dogs Control Amendment Bill, Maritime Liabilities Bill, Wrecks and Salvage Bill, Health Regulation Amendment Bill, Health Professions Amendment Bill, Police Force Bill, Jury Bill, Witness Protection Bill, Crown Land Amendment Bill. Mr. Speaker, my government has a solid record of achievements. One by one, my government is delivering on the commitments we made in the People's Contract. Vision 2040 and the People's Contract Are the blueprints we will follow in our quest to give every Islander and resident a chance for a better life. My government is laying the foundations for for, my government is laying the foundations for prosperity. We want our people to imagine a future that is safe, progressive, and prosperous. My government wants the hope of our people to be fired up by the progress they see every day. Together, let's use our strength and creativity and innovation to build a diversified and prosperous economy that benefits all. Together, we can build stronger families, stronger communities, and a stronger and more prosperous Turks and Caicos Islands. Together, we can make our dream a reality, and together we can call hope that will lead us to prosperity and plenty. Thank you. May God bless each of you and bless our beautiful-by-nature Taps and Caicos Islands.
2: Thank you very much, Your Excellency, for delivering the throne speech to the Chamber this morning. I will now like to call on the Honorable Premier to thank... Your Excellency.
0: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. (coughs) Speaker, I move the following motion. Be it resolved
2: that this Honorable House of Assembly record their thanks for the address delivered today to this House
0: by Her Excellency the Governor. Mr. Speaker, I second it.
2: Honorable Members. Motion moved by the Honorable Premier and seconded by the Honorable Leader of the Opposition that this Honorable House of Assembly record their thanks for the address delivered today to the House by Her Excellency, the Governor. All in favor say aye. All to the contrary, nay. The ayes have it. Please stand. I will now suspend this Honorable House as I leave her Excellency, the Governor, Her Ladyship, the Justice, um, the Honorable Deputy Governor, the Acting Commissioner of Police
0: out of the chamber. Please remain standing.
2: This Honorable House now resumes its sitting. please be seated. Honorable members, we will now have... The reply to the throne speech to be given by the Honorable Leader of the Opposition. Honorable Leader of the Opposition. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker.
0: Mr. Speaker, first of all, I want to thank
2: our God and the Heavenly Savior for bringing all of us safely here today, protecting us throughout the night. Mr. Speaker, it's always a pleasure for me to be here addressing. My people of the Turks and Caicos Islands. I want to welcome all the strangers in the gallery, past leaders, past chief secretaries, members of the clergy,
0: distinguished guests, government officials.
2: Mr. Speaker, and again, uh, permit me to say a special good morning still to all the people throughout the lantern and of the Turks and Caicos Islands. With that, Mr. Speaker, uh, before I begin, I just have about two housekeeping issues. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I want the general public to know and those in the gallery that I got to receive uh, uh, the throne speech uh, two minutes, a minute or so before you walk in at 11.32. So this is the first time I am seeing this document. I haven't had a chance to go through it. I heard it being uh, delivered by the governor. And what I am expected to do is to give a response to the throne speech. Uh, members of the House haven't seen it. And if they the debates continue, they are will be expected to give a response. Mr. Speaker, I don't think the members have gotten their copy. I have gotten my copy at eleven thirty two. the members are still waiting on their copies, Mr. Speaker. But Mr. Speaker, as we have uh past chief minister here, and uh, Mr. Bean here, two former scouts, they can tell you what is the Boy Scout motto. A Boy Scout must always be prepared. And Mr. Speaker, as a good Boy Scout, me have right here the Citizens Contract. I also have the People's Firm Action Plan
0: for People's Place. And prosperity. Speaker, I have a number of speeches here before me. But, Mr. Speaker, I must say that it was, it was very difficult
2: for me to listen to that sort of speech, albeit that it was read by a beautiful voice. Mr. Speaker, also in housekeeping matters, I see one of the members are leaving, Mr. Speaker. Mr Speaker never in the history of Turks and Caicos Island never in the history of the House of Assembly dating back from 1976 have so many ministers been missing from the opening of the House of Assembly Mr Speaker we have three out of the seven ministers missing we have the minister of education missing we have the minister of home affairs Missing, Mr Speaker. We have the Minister of Infrastructure, missing. We have the member for Leeward and Long Bay, missing. We have the opposition appoint oh you you're here, don't worry about that. We know you're here. (laughs) We have the government appointed member, Mr. Speaker. Missing. Mr. Speaker, what does that tell you? What is that indicating? Mr. Speaker, I have been in this House of Assembly twelve years. And we all know that we don't plan nothing around this time. This is important for the people. This is important for our work. Our work as legislators. Mr Speaker, Honorable Taylor, may I say it? It is a saying shame and what? A disgrace. A shame and a disgrace. I hear what I'm saying today, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I don't know what does that indicate. Is there a situation with leadership, Mr. Speaker? Honorable Premier, if you need me to come on that side to try and get the members in shape, you know I'm always willing to help you. Mr. Speaker, also... Mr. Speaker, I did appreciate uh, the scripture that was read by uh, chaplain. Many times when the scripture's read, read, people don't be listening. I listen to every word, and I love the message and the story. Mr. Speaker, you talk about... Moses, the Moses generation, the Joshua generation, we know what God said to Joshua. And Mr. Speaker, I look at that and say that I am now a part of the Joshua generation. And we have to give thanks to all those who were a part of the Moses generation because they get us to the promised land. But Mr. Speaker, God knew that Moses was a little too old and too tired to go into the land of Canaan and to fight those giants. At his age, Moses couldn't do that, to go and fight giants. So God said, Moses, you rest. Give the knowledge to Joshua. Let him go into that land. Uh, chaplain, I'm solo on the correct path. Is, is it still right? Let Joshua go into that land, and let Joshua do the fighting. You are old man now. You have seen your time. You have done a great thing. You have cut my people out of Egypt, and they are in the wilderness. But you will not go into it. Give it to the next generation. Mr. Speaker, I am a part of that Joshua generation. I have learned from those in the Moses generation, but we have to rely when that time is finished, and you have to let the next generation go forward, Mr. Speaker.
0: Mr. Speaker, like I say,
2: times are hard, harder than they should be, but especially after a few months, Mr. Speaker, of passing the biggest budget in our country's history. We shouldn't be here today, Mr. Speaker. Speaker, the speech from the throne is intended to outline the government's visions for the country and our people during the upcoming session of the House of Assembly and the ensuing year. As leader of the opposition, it is my duty to the people that I offer an opinion and views in an attempt to collectively work together to secure a brighter and prosperous future for our people. Turks and Cages residents are being tired, are tired of being told one thing, and only realize that the government is doing something else. So Mr. Speaker, strangers in the gallery, did this speech lay out the government policies for the future? I know that many of you cannot answer. You know, when I ask the questions, you can just blink on the side. If you use your right hand, that eye, they won't see it. So you can just blink at me to confirm if you cannot answer. Mm
0: -hmm. Mr. Speaker,
2: the government has failed to give an overarching message of the future. The soon speech usually articulates some indication of something new, something exciting because this is probably the emptiest stone speech that I can recall in my 12 years of being in this House of Assembly. There was little to do about the economy, just brushing over, little vision. Mr. Speaker, that stone speech lack ideas or purpose, without guiding principles, with no roadmap for delivery. This shows just how, out of touch, this government is too tired to grasp the opportunities of the future. Mr. Speaker, this is supposed to be the government of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Instead, we have a government that thinks and behaves like they are the government of the United Nations of special interest groups. Mr. Speaker, rentuck has been badly neglected. Thank God for COVID delay that the projects that the premier made in his speech, uh, for instance, uh, the facility next door. Thank God for the delays in COVID-19 that construction only starts after the election. But they had no hand in that. But government continued. And that's how that is getting done. And I'm happy that you all didn't pull it off the table. I have to say thank you for leaving it here and not taking the money away to do what you know what you will normally do with the money. Mr. Speaker, if it was to be not been for COVID-19 delays, the paved road on Front Street wouldn't happen. I mean, it wouldn't have come to fruition under this administration. Again, Mr. Speaker, that is me, Mr. Speaker. But take
0: the credit for it. Mr. Speaker, soul key.
2: Nothing is happening at soil key. Thank God again for a branch, a small branch falling in Or would have not seen not one bit of work over the years. Only the branch that's all in that they had to repair. Mr. Speaker, middle cages have seen nothing. Nothing at all. Half of Providenciales have seen nothing at all, Mr. Speaker. Because a lot of times we think that a lot of things is happening in Provo. But happening for whom? Not every citizen in Provo, every community is being ben- is benefited under this government, Mr. Speaker. Think about that. Mr. Speaker, I give credit where credit is due. Honorable member from North Cacus, you know I give credit where credit is due. I see things happening in North Cacus, so I won't go there, you know. Not to beat you up, but I give credit where credit is due, and I won't come inside here and mislead the people. I see things happening in North Cacus. But... Mr. Speaker, every bit of the country is distinct from this government after passing our record-breaking budget, $420-something million, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, so we know that the best way to judge the reliability of the promises is to take a look at the recent history of the promises made before. So in keeping with that, let's check it out, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, the, the Premier said in that Stone speech that in 2022, 2023, there have been much challenges. What challenges took place in 2022, 2023? Did we have two hurricanes
0: that destroyed the, all the islands? I, I don't
2: think so. Well, let's see. Was there a pandemic? Was the we just celebrated our past, our uh, recognized 9/11? Did something like that happen, Mr. Speaker? Mr. Speaker, they had the best economy ever, biggest budgets ever. What crisis? What crisis is he talking about? All the crises that happened and is happening in this country is man-made, and many from the actions or inactions of this government. Mr. Speaker, I heard much in the own speech. I uh, made it by getting crown land, uh, people getting crown land easier. I'm going to touch on that, Mr. Speaker. Rent up with a tank. Come on, come on. Okay. The, the records show how that came about, but pay credit. We had a secure contract with the people, a sacred contract. Mr. Speaker, I heard the premier said that he had a sacred contract with the people. I have it right here. Mr. Speaker, if you go through this and see that hardly anything was delivered on this contract, and my learned friends can, can tell you, they are in breach of this contract. So what you do when you're in a breach? You have to terminate, you have to tear this up. So Mr. Speaker, if you want to take this document from me and tear it up, go right ahead. Because that's all. And they said they signed it, the people's contract. Come on. You have failed the people, and you have signed the contract.
0: Signed the contract.
2: Mr. Speaker, we have heard about training being upskilled. I'll touch, touch on that. Back in better working conditions for our civil servants. We have civil servants inside here. Are your conditions better? Huh? Again, they can't answer that, Mr. Speaker, right here. Speaker, we heard reference to the Russian Ukraine war, reference to the global economy being contracted, excuses. We heard references to revision 2040. Mr. Speaker, how many of us in this room is going to make it to 2030, much less 2040? Mr. Speaker, I know we need to have a long-term vision, but right now we need to get through the night. We need to get through this day, Mr. Speaker. What about Vision 23, Vision 24, Vision 25? Let's focus on that. If we don't do that, we can't reach to Vision 2040. Mr. Speaker, infrastructure to support long-term development. Real, Mr. Speaker, real. Development of modern airports. We will touch on that because we see how that is working. You're doing the right thing, but for the wrong reasons. And during the debate, we saw a lot of things come out. When we were talking about the airport, a lot of things came out. A lot of things played out in the public domain, Mr. Speaker. So it's not me making things up. We we heard about the Grand Turk airport repair. Mr. Speaker, really? In our soon speech in twenty twenty three, we are hearing about some repairs from some heavy rain, which took some eleven months to complete, and we are hearing boasting about Grentrach Airport report well, repairs. Also, Mr. Speaker, this one. The Grentuck Airport fence. Come on, come on, Mr Mr. Premier. You cannot talk about that. That fence has been leaning for some two years, almost two years now. And we're just now talking about the airport fence. Come on, it's a sin and a shame. Mr Speaker. Roads, bridges and waterways housing, the delivery unit. What is
0: the delivery
2: unit delivering? People talking. what do you see the delivery unit delivering? Mr. Speaker, they need the right people behind them to get things done. Mr. Speaker, health care. Health care, Mr. Speaker, I'll touch on that later. But Mr. Speaker, we know what is Uh, Mr. Speaker, I'm being told that the audio online is gone. I don't know if we want to break to uh, get that fixed. I don't know if that is done on purpose, but uh, the audio online is gone. Uh, Please, can you let me know if to continue, Mr. Speaker? Honorable Leader of Opposition, as long as um, Radio Turks and Caicos is still broadcasting, we will continue. Is Radio Turks and Caicos still broadcasting? And I have not been told that Radio Turks and Caicos is offline. So you will continue. So I should continue. Mr. Speaker, we heard about sports development into high school (laughs) leagues. Mr. Speaker, that's me. That's me. That's me. I'm not going to go no further. You know, when I was the minister responsible for sports, I can tell them the policy. I can show them the cabinet cabinet, uh, agendas when this policy was being back and forward. I I can show all that, Mr. Speaker. Social services for all, Mr. Speaker. We hear about adults now getting $1,000 per month. And Mr. Speaker, those who deserve, who cannot work, I 100% agree with giving them this money. But Mr. Speaker, sadly, a lot of people, able-bodied men, are getting this money, and we are creating a wealthier state. Instead of giving them a job where they can make $1,000 every two weeks, you're giving them handouts. The speaker, I heard you all talk, but uh, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, feed him. You know, all the things that you're all being saying. Give a hand up and not a handout, but you're contra- contradicting your words. You are giving handouts to able bodied men who can't work, who decide now that they're not going to work. Because if they get a job, they're going to lose this benefit. This is what you're creating. And we know what, not to be compared to the United States or bring any country down, we know what happens in the United States. That welfare state, that is what you're creating amongst our people here. So, Mr. Speaker, they talk about improving the business environment, which I'll touch on. But anybody in the business community knows that no business environment has been improved in fact, that's getting worse, Mr. Speaker. So I don't know what the Honorable Premier is talking about. So let's go back to something I think I referenced on page 24. Page 24 of the citizen's country. Yes. Let me just turn to page 24, number 2. Mr. Speaker, we heard about uh, number 2 says uh, digital government. Develop a dis- digital identity platform, e-identity to foster openness, trust, and will really be the heart of our social contract with you and our people. Mr. Speaker, none of that is happening. None of that is happening, Mr. Speaker. They are failing the people. Mr. Speaker, just recently, I spoke to a woman in Palm Grove, a parent. Mr. Speaker, this young lady, was compelled to tell me about her daughter's denial for a scholarship. Mr. Speaker, despite her daughter having all the prerequisite passes, in spite of her daughter doing the two years to the community college and completing, Mr. Speaker, they were denied scholarship. Mr. Speaker, but the mother is a fighter. She is finding other means, denied the grant, but she is finding other means. To make sure that her water dreams is not crushed, this is how they are leaving our people, and they are many more like her, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I spoke to an 18-year-old young man at Providenciales, qualified student who have not started life as yet. This 18-year-old has distinctions in all his subjects. Only way you could be better if you are the teacher teaching that subject. He applied for a scholarship. Guess what? Denied, denied, denied. Mr. Speaker, with whom does this government intend to build our country with? Our young people have been ostracized, not looked after, not cared for by this government. The PNP government, this PNP government, is not preparing our students, our young people, for their future, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, parents leaving a house behind with this attached to it is not preparing our young people for the future. Parents having to work two jobs just to put food on their table is not preparing our people for the future. Mr. Speaker, they say that if you get an education, you will have money. Well, sorry to disagree. I think that is a lie. As those who got it, those who went to get their education, I can ask the question. How many of you inside here can just go and put your hands on $50,000 right now? Think about it. A lot of us get education to the highest level. But how many of us have access to education? We have to start telling our people to think different. Entrepreneurship business, Mr. Speaker. Yes, your education is good. We want you to get a career. But that isn't the end of the road, Mr. Speaker. Again, this government is not preparing our people for the speaker, for the future. Mr. Speaker, you can feel it. And I know the strangers in the gallery, can't you feel it? That our youth, our young people, don't want to hear a darn thing. But we are saying if we are not talking about what they want to hear, Mr. Speaker.
0: I'm sure we all can feel that.
2: The parents can feel that this is a new generation that we are dealing with. They don't want to hear that compromise and talk that we're hearing from the, the members on the other side, Mr. Speaker. They are not afraid of many things like a lot of the members are. They're not afraid of self-determination, Mr. Speaker. I go back to the scriptures read by the chaplain about Moses and Joshua. Mr. Speaker. There was somewhere in that scripture where, where, I think, uh, Bishop, where God told them that they will keep inside the wilderness a journey, which is supposed supposed to take a few weeks. It took a much longer time. I cannot remember how long. But that journey only supposed to take a few days, a few weeks. But God kept them in (coughs) in the wilderness. And the reason why he said, for that old generation to what? Die off. Am I correct, Bishop? If I correct, Mr. Speaker, that's what God said. If you cannot move into the future, God is going to say, okay, if you don't want to do it, the young people want to eat. it. This gen- Joshua generation wanted to do it, but I'll keep you here until you die off, and then I'll move my people into the promised land. Mr. Speaker, I want the PNP government to know that no cowardly, self-servant, passive, submissive leader, will lead our gen- our new generation of take violence, men and women into the future those days of leading our people is over
0: and mr speaker i asked many times
2: why the hello don't you stand up to the to the british horrible i said hello why the hello i didn't say anything i said hello mr speaker Unbelievable, of the opposition we know what you meant to say. So please withdraw that statement. Mr. Speaker, I withdraw a hello. Uh, that's, that's what I said. But why don't they, Mr. Speaker, stand up and tell the British that this that their direct rule and control of our country and our people is not going to hold <laughs> No work anymore? Why don't they stand up, Mr. Speaker? Well, some people are going to try and be smart. They'll say, why didn't you stand up? Mr. Speaker, if they were here or they listened to the when the Sweden, they would know what I said. At front of the rapid stand-up of the king, I said it here in this honorable house, Mr. Speaker. But why? Why? Yes, and I'll say it again. Why don't the members on the other side stand up, Mr. Speaker? Mr. Speaker, we have to stop this kind of weak speaking. When judgment is sitting the Turks and Caicos Island. you got to prepare our people, Mr. Speaker, for what is coming to us. Speaker, but it reminds me of the old saying: "A leopard never changes spots." Mr. Speaker, I know that you and the people listening, and those in this honourable house, are seeing and hearing evidence confirming that this government is a tired government one that no longer listens to the people of our island, island and one that is greatly out of touch. Mr. Speaker,
0: in the premier speech and the 29th of June,
2: I'll reference right here, the people's term, the premier speech right here. You talk about digitization and e-governance on page 14. And I will turn to page 14, Mr. Speaker. So, Mr. Speaker, the Honorable Premier said, you know, that, Mr. Speaker, my government will transform the way we do business through digitization and e-government platform. While some work has started, just saying, while some work has started, he's mostly referring to the work that was done under the former PDM administration. A lot of the work has been started, Mr. Speaker. Uh, To take it to the next level, $2 million has been allocated, building out the necessary support. With digitization, a mandatory electronic ID card will be given to everyone. Mr. Speaker, do you have your electronic ID card? Does anyone inside the audience, inside the gallery have their electronic card? I don't have mine. Maybe it's not for the opposition. I don't know if it's only for the government. But we have ID cards, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, is... like Owen Murray, the lie detector, says, that was. It's not parliamentary to say it, so I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it, Mr. Speaker. You're I'm not going to say it. But the detector is indicated what it was, Mr. Speaker. All sorts. Mr. Speaker. We are hearing of a plan for telecommunications to get a loan from NIB to fund the installation of the fiber optic connectivity in the country. Again, Mr. Speaker, how do we expect the regulators to be the installators? How do we expect the people who are supposed to regulate the telecommunications to be the ones installing the fiber optic? Mr. Speaker, don't you see some kind of conflict here? How is that possible? And what wall is that possible? Mr. Speaker, what is going on here? The, I can be stand to be corrected, Mr. Speaker. But we are hearing that the telecommunication, the regulators, is getting a loan from NIV, the people's money, the people need to know. Mr. People, Mr. Speaker, I can tell you I'm going to this and join the PAC. Public accounts committee because we are talking about the people's money, and that is why it's going to be used to install to get the fibre optic cable going. Yes, we know we need it, but this doesn't seem right to me, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, they call it a strategy; I call it failing the people. Mr. Speaker, according to speeches made during this year's budget debate, the Honourable Premier. The Minister of Finance, the Minister of Infrastructure, who is not here, and the Minister of Education all alluded to the fact that there was more than enough money for the maintenance of the schools, and that they they all had come for this work. You you remember that? All they're talking about, they come for this work and their maintenance, and living their best lives. Well, Mr. Speaker, with them saying all that, but they come for this work. Just last week, it was revealed publicly that the government cannot even implement effective oversight on the yearly school repairs, Mr. Speaker. The yearly school repairs that happens every summer from time immemorial. Before there was an elected governor in 76, summertime schools were getting repaired, But sadly, Mr. Speaker, this day and age, bigger and better, come for this work. Cannot get school repairs done. Something that I have been doing from time immemorial in this Tux and Cacus or time for September when school opened, Mr. Speaker. Come on, Mr. Speaker. You can't tell the people you come for this work and can't do that simple thing that structures uh, have been in place for decades and now you can't do that simple thing? Man, you, you should be ashamed to say you come for this work. this work. You have all the technocrats right here, they know what to do. They have been doing it. Their predecessors have been doing it for years, but we can't get schoolwork out on time, Mr. Speaker. work. Mr. Speaker. And, and the sad thing about it, Mr. Speaker, the Minister of PPID write a column at it. says on me. I was like, no, no, I we appreciate you trying to take the blame and, stand in front, but it's not just simply on you. Uh, he's not here, but I'm pointing to his seat where he normally sits. It's not just normally on him, Mr. Speaker. What about the Minister of Education? Doesn't she have a responsibility to ensure that, that those works get done? And Mr. Speaker, what about the leader? What about the, the Honorable Premier? He doesn't have a ministry so he can manage his ministers. Honorable Premier, you dropped the ball. Minister of Education, she have dropped the ball, it's not all on the Minister of PPID. Mr. Speaker, that is shameful. You have three ministers., you know, three ministers, and they cannot get one job done. Mr. Speaker. Gavin, the schools, a simple thing like that. The schools repeal on time. Mr. Speaker. Um, I can just shake my head to the irresponsibility and neglect of duty. Mr. Speaker, the list can go on and on. Mr. Speaker, where are the concerns for our children? They have just been creating mass after mass after mass. And as a result, it will be our children and our children's children who will pay the price, Mr. Speaker, for the neglect that this government is showing on them. Mr. Speaker, this government has no clear vision for the future of the Turks and Caicos Islands. The government will soon be delivering its fourth budget. Fourth budget coming up. Preparations will begin, if they haven't already started, in the next few weeks, Mr. Speaker, for the fourth budget. And after three budgets and going into the fourth budget, what have our people gotten? What have you done for the people? Where is the work that you said you came to do? Mr. Speaker, an effective and responsible government should focus on adding certainty to the budget process. Mr. Speaker, check out how many accounts are already overspent. How many payments are now going into funds exception? County offices are here. How many environments must now be done, Mr. Speaker? Think about it. And we, we will ask for that. The, the opposition appointed member and I will ask for those environments to be laid on the table of the house so the public can see, Mr Speaker. We will ask for it. Mr Speaker, when we told uh, the ministers during the budget debate that these are months in the budget. Were not sufficient i even went by and tell them even your travel lines are not sufficient mr speaker international travel i told them was grossly on the budget let's be realistic stop fooling people how can a minister have six thousand dollars and they travel and mr speaker i'm not one of them who's saying ministers shouldn't travel because they are starting events that all ministers from around the Caribbean and around the region, you must be present and must represent. So I know that Mr. Speaker, I was the former minister. I know there are certain things that the ministers of health conference, the ministers of uh, telecommunications, the ministers of finance, I know this Mr. Speaker, but we told them $6,000 is not enough, especially if a minister has to travel on a bus, bus ticket. But the minister for PPID, told us, and I I like what he said, say, don't worry about how much is being spent because we do not intend to do any international travel. Instead, we would focus on traveling throughout the island. So this amount is more than sufficient for us to travel throughout the island. Now, Mr. Speaker, what the lie detector is saying about that? Speaker, I told him,
0: and everybody on that side, defended the budget, the prediction. And Mr. Speaker,
2: we heard the Premier. And I knew it. 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 Even in my printout speech. So people cannot say, uh, I'm just saying that after I hear him, even in my speech when I print out, you go to page 8, you will say, see, I know that the government will come here and make excuses about the war in Ukraine, the course of living. The contraction of the global economy, Mr. Speaker, those things can't be used as excuses anymore. I knew it. I knew it. I do not know how the war in Ukraine is directly affecting the performance of our government here at home and the Turks and Caicos Islands. Mr. Speaker, I do not know. Yes, we know about oil and fuel grain, but that does nothing to do with the performance of this government. Mr. Speaker, we have a government who is taking the public for fools by pretending to fix roads by putting just some sand on it. Mr. Speaker, on the break, go and check out that road now that they put sand on it after the heavy rain yesterday and the day before. Go and check out that road now, see if that sand is still there. It was a waste of money, Mr. Speaker. Now it's more muck. Daniel, just go and check it out, Mr. Speaker. Yeah. They want the people to believe putting sand on the road is the same as putting asphalt. No, Mr. Speaker, no. And Mr. Speaker, our people are not fooled. Mr. Speaker, we heard the premier and the minister, uh, for French North on the tractor. Look what we are doing. Sunday afternoon, hours before school open, we come for this work. Yes, we come for this work. I was saying, I was going to say the hello no again, but <laughs> they, they, they they cannot be serious about that, Mr. Speaker. You are on a trailer Sunday afternoon, hours before the school opened, putting sand on the road. The premier, the honorable premier of this country. And I let people gather out there doing things, you know, for being hands on. the honorable premier of this country and the minister for home affairs. Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon, as putting on a tractor, putting sand on a road leading to Otago Glendon Primary School, Mr. Speaker, that shows growth and competence, lack of management, lack of vision, lack of dedication to your job, Mr. Speaker. And I'll give you this example, Mr. Speaker. When I was inside the lab, uh, my days inside the lab as lab manager. I would be taking blood, I would be running to the ward, I would be doing this test, and we had some people from Caribbean Epidemiology, Center there, now called TAPA, and they were just evaluating us. So I'm here doing all these things, talking to patients, taking blood, doing everything. And they say, Uncle, I mean, the Director, out of all the people here, you're the only one who's not doing your job. And I was like, what? What you mean I'm not doing my job? I'm here everything, I'm doing everything here. They say, yeah, but the government didn't hire you to take blood, the government hired you to be a manager, to be a director. I have not seen you do anything related to your managerial duties from time we were here. And Mr. Speaker, they gave me a failure grade. And Mr. Speaker, that was an eye-opener. And that analogy shows that we didn't hire the people of this country. The supporters of the PNP party didn't vote in the premier. To be on a tractor, Sunday afternoon, to put a sail on the road. Mr. Speaker, we vote they say, they, say, hey, I would say we, they to banish the affairs of this country, to banish his cabinet, to banish their ministry, to banish their department, to banish their personnel. Not to be on a tractor Sunday afternoon, putting a on the road, and saying we come for this work. So, if those persons from Carrick Copa was now here, they would to give you a failing grade just like how they did me. Fail, fail. That is not, that wasn't my job, to take blood, I was the manager. Yes, the people there are not here, but all the staff was here. So why is the manager doing all this? Why do you have to stop here? Why can't you get the staff to do the work? Why can't you get your supervisors to do the work? Mr. Premier, why can't you get your ministers to do the work? Why can't the ministers get the people in the ministry to go do the work? Why can't they get this work done, Mr. Speaker? That is unacceptable in this day and age. And you come to this work? Come on. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I I have to admit, admit, uh, Honorable Opposition Appointed Member, I know you won't like this too much, but sometimes I'm very sympathetic towards the Honorable Premier. Because sometimes I think he he tries to do something, Mr. Speaker. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that's the thing. You know, when you're set in your ways, when you're set in your ways, Mr. Speaker, and there's an analogy, but it might come off as I'm being derogatory, when right? You say you cannot teach old new tricks, but I will not go there, Mr. Speaker, because I don't want to sound disrespectful to the Honorable Premier. You know, that's not me, so. Honorable Leader of the Opposition, by inferring that, you're being disrespectful. Okay. No, Mr. Speaker, I will Please. ask that to be fully withdrawn. The whole paragraph here to be fully withdrawn. Because I don't want to be disrespectful to the Honorable Premier, Premier. Mr. Speaker, but Mr. Speaker, you have to understand that time has moved on. What was good yesterday is no good today, Mr. Speaker. We can't fix the problems of tomorrow with the solutions of yesterday. Yes, we can learn from them, but we cannot fix the problems of tomorrow with these solutions from yesterday. Mr. Speaker, and I want all of us in here to understand And my kids grew up in the 90s, Mr. Speaker, my oldest daughter. So as you know, there's a cartoon out there that I watch about a million times, The Lion King, Mr. Speaker. But there was a quote from... The king, the lion king, Mufasa, and he told his son, Simba, he said, but a king time as ruler rise and fall like the sun. One day the sun will set on my time and will rise on a new king. Mr. Speaker, all of us as politicians must understand that the sun will rise and set on all of us here. I don't intend to be leader of the opposition after the next election. So my time as leader of opposition will set your time as premier will set your time as minister will set. We have to remember that the sun rises and sets on all of us. And Mr. Speaker, whenever my time comes to the this chamber, I want to leave with my head up, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, but I will pave the way for those coming behind me. They will not have to take it from me. I will give it to them, Mr. Speaker, and I will gladly give it to them and I will prepare them to take whatever position I have now, as I done it before, okay, when I was inside the laboratory. I trained about three local Turks and Caicos Islanders to take my position as lab director, because I knew I was moving on. Mr. Speaker, that is what we have to do as leaders. Minister should have to do the same thing. Identify that talent. None of us. This is an, our seat. This is the people's seat. The seat I sit in is the people of Granthark South and Soul King. This is their seat. This is not my seat. This is not Mr. Austin's seat or Mrs. Austin's seat. This is their seat. And when my time comes for something, then they will get someone else to replace me. The sun rises and sets on all of us. We must remember that. Mr. Speaker, I have to say, a smart, visionary government would have consulted with our people and set out a new approach for the economy, an approach based on a stronger partnership between government and business, a partnership dedicated to the growth and development of our people. Real leadership in government should include being open to suggestions on how to better manage the, our physical realities. A strategic government would understand that windfall revenue should be projected as a one time spend while accounting for stable recurrent revenue for long term planning and spending, Mr. Speaker. It is a simple solution and it brings some legitimacy to the budget, but we are not seeing this. They do not understand the budgeting process, Mr. Speaker. That solution would result in the actual effective of fiscal management. Mr. Speaker, this government likes to claim that addressing critical shortages of skilled workers that we heard today, that is facing our country. They said that they want to address it. We heard it inside of the own speech about the shortages to address staff. Mr. Speaker, yet in three short years, Mr. Speaker, the hotel industry, hotel and tourist industry in the Turks and Caicos Islands, will need hundreds of more workers, Mr. Speaker, hundreds of more workers. And Mr. Speaker, let me stick a pin here. This is the reason why it had a dis- disadvantage to get the own speech uh, a minute before uh, time to present it. If I had time, I could have told you exactly how much workers the hotel and tourism uh, industry would need. By looking at the hotel, looking at the room, looking at the amount of workers per room per hotel, I could have told you our true need in the next two, three years, Mr. Speaker. It is also estimated that government will need some 300-plus workers. Again, I wish I had the time, you know, to what they're saying and go through those numbers so I can get the right information for the people. Mr. Speaker, yet this government has done little to prepare our workforce to meet this demand. In fact, instead of working with college graduates and apprenticeship programs, obtaining journeymen, we are still hearing. Of qualifications not being recognized in our country, just two days ago, Mr. Speaker, I had a visit in my office from a very concerned citizen expressing his disdain for two young persons with teacher certification being refused placement by this government. Two young people who went to the teachers' court certified, cannot get a job and teaching. This government is refusing to place them, Mr. Speaker. I had that visit two days ago. I won't say who they are, Mr. Speaker, but that is a shame, Mr. Speaker. We are talking about the youth are the future. They should get their education. We need teachers. And we have two young people trained in teachers. Today, so they cannot get a job. Mr. Speaker, that isn't right. And repeatedly, Mr. Speaker, we are hearing. trained Turks and Caicos Islands not being prioritized for those jobs right in their backyard, Mr. Speaker, right in their constituencies. They are not being prioritized and this government failed to address that. They dance around the issue. Mr. Speaker, In touching jobs. I have to go back to scholarship for a minute. Last year I sat in this Honorable House and I heard this PNP government claim that they had the best scholarship program in the history of this country. Yet today, they are post-secondary students across this country, wondering if they will be able to father their education in the field of choice, wondering if they appeal, they and to get a scholarship or a grant, them and their parents begging, will be heard by this government. Sadly, Mr. Speaker, the opposition appointed member and I came into this Honorable House and begged this government to do, to increase scholarships, we asked them, Let's do a supplementary because there are far too many of our people who need to get off a scholarship. We told them that we will support it wholeheartedly. Come to the house the next week with a supplementary so we can get our qualified students, students with subjects, and so on out to school to fulfill their dreams. But when we were saying it, the minister of education was just shaking her head. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. And the opposition appointed member pointed it out. The honorable minister, you're saying no? I said, come on. I, paid, I, turned, I turned away from the honorable minister. And I look at the premier and the minister of finance. Let's do this supplementary right away. Get your team to work. Let's do the supplementary. Get our kids. Those kids who have been left out, get them on scholarship. Again, okay, we had. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen, Mr. Speaker.
0: But, Mr. Speaker, no scholarships for
2: our people, but we hear a write-off. Yes, Mr. Speaker, my government did write-off, but we did the scholarships for the people. It has to be a balance, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, in the last two years, a large number of our people have migrated to the United Kingdom for the chance of a battle life. Imagine that, Mr. Speaker. Each one of us know and hear of a family or a family member who has migrated to the United Kingdom for a chance of of a better life. They are saying that they cannot make it here in their own country, that they have to go all the way to the United Kingdom for a chance for a better life, for a chance to go to school, to be able to go to school since they were not offered a scholarship. So if they go to the United Kingdom, get a British passport, they may be on local terms and them and their parents can afford it. Mr. Speaker, I know about that. But I, I won't make it possible. Mr. Speaker, others have to go because of medical care. Mr. Speaker, they cannot get the medical attention here that they need in their own country, they are paying ANIB and ANHIP, but yet they have to go to England just to get that medical care for their family? Mr. Speaker, that shouldn't be happening when we have $425 million inside the budget, biggest budgets ever. Mr. Speaker, the statistics show that we are seeing more deaths than brought back amongst our people. And Mr. Speaker, I ask this Honorable House, what plan does this government have to stop these trends? We are not in the sole full speech, Mr. Speaker, and I guess we all guessed it right. You don't have to say it. There's no plans. We all think of this. I can see it on your face. I can see it on your face, Mr. Speaker. You're thinking the government has no plans. I know that. I can see it on your face.
0: Mr. Speaker, it isn't the population
2: growth policy that produces our results. It isn't the population growth policy that is making this happen. It is this government. Mr. Speaker, I want you to understand. That our country has a government whose time has passed. A cabinet out of ideas and out of energy. And a cabinet, I may say, not showing up, Mr. Speaker. Five members of the Premier's team not here
0: today, Mr. Speaker.
2: Speaker, it shows that they are being led by a Premier who is entirely out of touch. And, Mr. Speaker, I have to tell people. I really do like the pre honorable premier. I think he's a wonderful human being. I have much respect for him. But when it comes to his leadership, Mr. Speaker, his performance in government, Mr. Speaker, no, 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 Mr. Speaker, this government is satisfying many minimum benefits instead of reaching ma- maximum benefit. and it shows. It seems that they will want our people to say, "Okay, well, we're giving you something." We're giving you this little 10% increase. Uh, that's all you need. Uh, the last government can do nothing. So shut up and take this. You know, be happy with what we're giving to you. That isn't the way, Mr. Speaker. That isn't the way. You have to see what is the maximum benefit. You know, not just do a little uh, ceremonial pay and grade review. It has to be legitimate, Mr. Speaker.
0: So, Mr. Speaker, with this day and age, the economic outlook for our people should be good.
2: We have a sustainable economic plan that will grow out for our people based on
0: fine investment. Mr. Speaker, but this government is diverting away from that
2: economic plan. Previous governments have put it in place Uh, the 2012, 2016 PNP government have worked and put things in place. The 2016, 2020, 21 PDM government have put things in place. But what we're seeing this current PNP government doing, dismantling everything, Mr. Speaker, but Mr. Speaker, instead of putting things in place for our people, we see the honorable premier advertising Christmas parties. When people going through the worst things, bad things, We saying, okay, put out the Christmas party list. Let's keep them drunk and happy. Let's keep them partying. Let them get excited about the party. If that's what you're saying, poor people, put out your Christmas party calendar from in the middle of summer, in the middle of hurricane season, all you're thinking about the parties in December. Mr. Speaker, come on. Come on now. I was appalled when I saw that, Mr. Speaker
0: we be having a party tonight, huh? The next party?
2: Isn't there a party tonight at the reception? Mr. Speaker, for every dollar spent on government propaganda and parties, there is one less dollar for health care. There's one less dollar for treatment abroad. There's one less dollar for scholarships, and God knows we need our students to be out there. There's one less dollar for youth organizations. One less dollar for rehabilitation One less power for Christ fighting crime. And all these things are things that our people
0: need to succeed. Yes, Mr. Mr. Speaker,
2: this government is having a party afterwards. I just went to the invitation. When NHIP is out of money, this government is having a party. When we have Turks and Caicos Islanders, and foreign countries being kicked out of hotels can't get their subsistence. This government is having parties. When we have children begging for scholarships, begging for a grant, begging for, to be given anything to help with their school, this government is having parties. Mr. Speaker, I will go on the record and say, I, the honorable member for and Exelving, will not be going to the event tonight. I will not be a hypocrite. I do not stop anybody else from going. I want to insult, try to discourage my honorable appointed member from going. But as for me and mine, I will not be going. I will not be a hypocrite. I will not be going to a government party when our people are struggling, when our people is asking for help and an assistance and not getting anything. And I must be seen partying or the people's post, Mr. Speaker. Not me, not me. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, what is the point of a stone speech? It's supposed to be a strategic plan for the government. If it have no strategic action, no action at all, Mr. Speaker, after having access to more money than any other government in the history of the Turks and Caicos Islands, they have broke the bank, left many departments and programs not able to make ends meet out of basic supplies. Come on, Mr. Speaker, go around to government offices. Ask some of them if you have paper, if you have ink, if you have these supplies, this day and age in 2023, ask them. Mr. Speaker, just do a walkthrough. Ask them about their basic supplies to operate. And we're talking about 420 something million. Mr. Speaker, this government is so untouched. It's unbelievable. Speaker, I see poor planning as the whole box of this government, and it appears that they are getting worse. And Mr. Speaker, that
0: brings me to the infamous DMO. We heard it
2: in the in Throne speech. Mr. Speaker, it looked like this government had awakened some sort of something when they were dealing with the, the DMO. I heard their words, and so they chose their word carefully. Mr. Speaker, two years have passed since the opposition-appointed member and I first on the alarm about this DMO. Mr. Speaker, we have honourable Honorable members on the opposite side so zealously defend their beliefs that this is the best way to ensure the protection and survival of our tourism industry. Speaker, we have seen the country just won a recent. Prestigious tourism award, Mr. Speaker, that has nothing to do with the existing DMO. That has to do with actions and so from the past towards forward, Mr. Speaker. Again, we want to go on record saying, yes, we know that things need to change. Things need to be enhanced. Things need to be brought up to date. But enhance the existing body. Enhance the existing staff. Bring in what you need. That is what we're saying. We're not saying enhancement doesn't need. We agree with the promise, but we just don't agree with the method that you're using. That is what we're saying. Mr. Speaker, I want to tell, tell the listeners and all of you, the listeners out there and all of you, that they see, they see me coming. They see the opposition appointed member and myself coming. They aren't happy about what we are saying but they have been very happy with this current PNP government because they know they can to get whatever they want. And under this government, they know that they can do whatever they like to our people in our country under this government, but with the PDM government that I will lead, they know that they have to respect our people. They know that they have to respect our country. They know, that I am coming to renegotiate all those bad deals. They know that I am coming to repeal a lot of those bad deals. They know that I am coming to replace them, Mr. Speaker. A PDM government that I will lead. We are going to get our institutions back. We are going to get our land back, not just do some cosmetic dressing. Land will be back under a minister, Mr. Speaker. We will get our country back, and we will get all our people from the UK back here, and we will get that done fast, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, the impact of the decisions being made by this government will extend far, far, far beyond public confidence. The lack of transparency and accountability is also influencing how the business world views the government. Confidence and trust in government is vital to the to ensure an economic growth and sustaining, sustaining private prosperity for the, for the future. Mr. Speaker, this government doesn't understand that. This government seems unaware of the fiscal responsibilities of our island, and it appears, appears obvious that the possibilities of long-term projections are not here, Mr. Speaker. How can this government manage? our financial future how can this honorable premier manage our country when he cannot keep track of its own members mr speaker i want to know if you cannot get your own house in order how do you expect it to get the country in order mr speaker i can tell the opposition appointed member now that under my administration and you will be a minister i'm calling on you nobody is leaving between Opening up the house. Nobody is leaving the country during budget debates. All these key issues are times in our calendar of this House of Assembly doing the people's work. No minister is going to be out of the country. No, that will not happen under any government that I lead, Mr. Speaker. You won't talk when you come for this work. Look at the empty seat, Mr. Speaker. The camera turned to the empty seat. Mr. Speaker, this is not right.
0: Mr. Speaker,
2: we saw in the last budget that this government has saved millions of dollars. And we saw them buying land left, right, and center. But where are those savings coming from, Mr. Speaker? Those savings are coming from the investments and infrastructures and programs that are supposed to take place, the people that are supposed to be hired, the people that are supposed to be on jobs. Last year, we were carrying some 400 vacancies. 400 vacancies in government. You're wondering where government getting all the money to buy land from. Programs, positions, not being built. Infrastructure not being built, Mr. Speaker. The records show that, this is not me saying that anybody can pick up the records of the house, uh, the supplementary environments and see where is the money being taken from. When we get it, we see where it's coming from. Uh, possibly emailing it. Uh, This project canceled. That project canceled. This program canceled. This program delayed. That is all that we have been saying. Yes, that is why they have so much money to keep on buying land and buying land and buying land and buying buildings. Because they are failing on doing their work, Mr. Speaker. They're failing on getting the work done. That is where this money is coming from.
0: Check the budget. Check the supplementaries. You'll see it. Mr. Speaker, it is very important for
2: this government and our people to know that we see now that they have forgotten the most important principle of government that is to serve the people.
0: Mr. Speaker, I'm almost finished. I told you I was a Boy Scout, I always come prepared. Mr. Speaker, To serve the people. That is that guide.
2: That is the principle that guides this current opposition and the future government. And there are better ways of running this country, Mr. Speaker. Than what this government is doing. And the months ahead, Mr. Speaker, my team and I will continue to share our vision and plans as we invite input from our people. On the way forward, we will listen to our people. And everything we do will be predicated on one of our core principles. These are the core principles that the Honorable Opposition appointed a member and I subscribe to. And one that I personally hold highest in the highest possible regard, and which I expect to d- define our time and the next government, should we have the honor and privilege of being chosen chosen to lead. That is, people matters.
0: What our people care about matters.
2: How our people feel about things matters. What inspires and disappoint our people matters. What they believe matters and on their vision for their own communities to matter. This government has worked very hard to move from our people. A PDM government that I would lead will bring our people closer together. And that's the
0: way it should be in a democracy, Mr. Speaker. We will
2: move forward, Mr. Speaker, as one people. We need to draw on the ideas of our people. We want their input. We need them to get the, be given the opportunity to share their views with those who are elected to serve them. Mr. Speaker, this is not happening. Our people do not get that opportunity to share those views with the people that have been elected to serve them. Now, we know, Mr. Speaker, that there are challenges ahead. But since then has the Turks and Caicos Island's people being afraid of facing challenges. We faced them for over 500 years. From time the British came here and enslaved the and the British and the Spanish came here and enslaved our indigenous populations and pulled the rest of our family from Africa. We have been facing challenges in these islands, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, in recent times we have seen hurricane ice We have faced that challenge and came out on top. We have seen Armand and Maria. We have faced that challenge and came out on top. We have seen the pandemic. We have faced that challenge and came out on top, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, a PDM government that I lead would rise to the moment where this government has badly failed. Mr. Speaker, a PDM government that I lead would tackle the immigration crisis, head on, and not hide behind the comments, when it's time to address it. Mr. Speaker, a PDM government that I lead will tackle health care and funding for the health services, ensuring that the necessary facilities are in place for disease prevention, treatment, and cure, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, a PDM government that I lead will ensure that all our people who are serious about furthering their education or obtaining a new skill or enhancing the old skills will get a scholarship, a chance to pursue their dream in whatever subject area that can benefit the country. That is what we need in this time and age, Mr. Speaker. That is how we need to develop our people. A PDM government I lead will be, will provide the best possible internet connectivity for all our islands of the Turks and Kinkins Island, providing high speed connection for work, for education, for sharing content, and for entertainment, Mr. Speaker. A PDM government that I lead, Mr. Speaker, will ensure that civil servants' salaries are on the same level of remuneration as the government's statutory bodies, Mr. Speaker. Why we have all these different... One government, but we have one set of people making thousands of dollars, and the other set making under hundreds, Mr. Speaker. It is one... One public part, we have to balance that horse, Mr. Speaker. And a PDM government that I lead will balance that horse for the civil service. Mr. Speaker, a PDM government that I lead will improve public services so that they deliver for the people who are paying for them. Speaker, we would have a strategy, a strategy with a roadmap to grow in additional industry. Because they have no we haven't heard about growing industry. I was waiting to hear that inside of the phone speech speech. I heard nothing about diversifying the economy, serious decision, a roadmap. Mr. Speaker, we have to look at things like fishing. We have to look how we can get that as a major industry. Fish stocks and many other places are low. We have a market that we can capitalize on and we know how to do it. We have a plan that we know that we have an export product being sought after around the world. And we know that if things happen, at least we have fish, lobster, and come to feed us for a couple of months, and stocks, Mr. Speaker. We know that we won't go hungry. Yes, we know agriculture and so, but fishing, we have to look at that, Mr. Speaker. But we have nothing about that. No vision, Mr. Speaker. No vision by this government. Mr. Speaker, a PDN government that I lead would have a plan. And we'll have that almost completed to revive every historic town district within our country with new businesses on all islands, providing providing sufficient finance, and sufficient is the key word here. Not just saying that we're giving you something in the MSME; it has to be sufficient to get those businesses up up and running, and locally owned startup businesses. Mr. Speaker,
0: Mr. Speaker. We will be the government of the moment with the ideas that meet the aspirations of our people.
2: Mr. Speaker, we have to remember that yes, our islands are beautiful by nature, but our greatest resource is our people. Mr. Speaker,
0: those who are listening, those who are watching, those in this honorable house, you have our commitment,
2: and under our leadership, we will build our people resource. Together we can accomplish anything, together we can face all challenges. I believe we can accomplish more with the right plan and under the right leadership for the right time. Mr. Speaker, I truly believe that you only have to reach out Instead of not being like this government who always shut up, just reach out to our people, Mr. Speaker. So in wrapping up, Mr. Speaker, I want to let this government know that today in the world of social media and instant communication, there is no excuse for not including the people of your country in the process of government. mr speaker and elected government must want to do it they must be ready to do it you must be ready to stand before that camera and give the people the information answer the question mr speaker you must listen to the people because in today's world if you don't listen you can't lead. the pdm has been listening we will continue to listen mr speaker and we will lead. We will lead a country a countrywide conversation on a host of other issues affecting and impacting our people, affecting and impacting business creation on all islands, affecting youth employment. Mr. Speaker, we will lead these conversations. We have developed a workable plan for maintaining our infrastructure, something this government has proved, proven that they fail on. We need to look at all kinds of energy, Mr. Speaker. Our energy plan should reflect the changes in energy needs today and address energy security and reliability and conservation. We have been working on that plan for food security, Mr. Speaker, which has the roadmap of achieving it. We will release that to our people. All of this are keys to build a smart economy. generation we can do it together I can tell you that this is not a slogan this is a commitment from the PDM that I have now the pleasure of leading this is our commitment that we can do it together mr. speaker the people have come here seeking answers from the government wanted to hear go- uh, answers from the government But after three years, they have failed to give the people any hope. The people of our country do want hope. They want a government that they can put their trust in, a government that puts the people at the core of politics. Mr. Speaker, we haven't seen any of this from this PNP government. And unfortunately, we have not heard any of this from the phone speech today. Mr. Speaker... We as politicians can either be used as a tool for liberation or a tool to keep our people on the plantation, to save whom you will serve. I choose the freedom of our people. Mr. Speaker, I make this commitment to my people that for you, I will be the watchman on the wall. I will have the eyes to see what is not yet in view. I will have the ears to hear what has not yet been spoken. I want to be the one of those who transform our society, like those who came before. I want to be someone who awaken a new politics, a new system in our country. I want to con- transform my country the Turks and Caicos Islands, so that it can be an example, a wonderful example to the rest of the world. Therefore, Mr. Speaker, I am pushing myself towards service, and my greatest service is to fulfill the dreams of my people. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and thank you, people of the attention. Thank you very much, Honorable Leader of the Opposition, for your reply to the throne speech. Honourable members, we are very close to the one o'clock hour, and therefore, I would like to suspend this Honorable House until 2 p.m. The Honorable House is hereby suspended.